Our special guest on this episode is the actress, singer and show producer Erin Baltzar. And she's currently starring in the parody version stage play of the international popular comedy TV show Friends. Hi, Erin. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, we're so we're both in Vegas, but um, the Zoom thing is is nice and easy. And with the whole COVID thing and still that's still rolling, it seems always like this kind of safe plan for now. <laughs> How we actually originally met was we were both on the Friends musical here in Las Vegas. And um, mm-hmm. and you actually still are on that. But of course, right now it's it's shut down because of the COVID situation. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you're originally from from where? Tell us your story. I am originally from Pennsylvania, uh, near Allentown, a little town called Whitehall. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love Pennsylvania. It's such a beautiful place, too. So, yes, I grew up uh, near Allentown, Pennsylvania. And um, then I went to college in Connecticut, Hartford, Connecticut. Right. So was was the Hart School? It's a conservatory, right? Yeah, it's a conservatory program inside a university. So technically, it's the University of Hartford. That's where my degree is from. Oh, okay. um, but the Hart School, it started as a conservatory, and then the university sort of took it over. Okay. And so it then makes uh, things cooler for us because you got the university ex- experience and the university degree with a conservatory training. Right. Yeah. Because sometimes and the bigger universities, the, the theater and the arts departments kind of, you kind of get lost, right. And a really huge, like a USC or UCLA. Right. Just, and even like NYU, their program, they have a huge program like that. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to have kind of small. How did you first get interested in, I mean, cause you're an amazing actress and singer. How did you first get interested in the arts and that kind of thing? Was it, I would imagine you were really, probably really young. I was very young. So I started, I think like most, most little girls, I started with dance recitals. Um, So I think I was about three when I started doing ballet and tap. Mm -hmm. And then I continued with dance pretty much throughout my entire childhood, uh, all through high school. Um, But when I was somewhere around nine, I think I think I was with Girl Scouts. I was with some some group. It was some group outing, and my mom was chaperoning this group okay. outing. Pretty sure it was a Girl Scout thing. But we went to see just a community theater, you know, in my hometown. We went to see a production of Oliver. Oh, okay. And um, <laughs> and it was a community theater, so there were lots of kids in it, and the kids you know, we're doing like food, glorious food, and jumping on the tables yeah. and doing flips and stuff across stage and like, that looks like fun and I turned to my mom like, I want to do that and my mom's like you want to do really like I was kind of shy I was a little quiet uh-huh. and I sang in fire and stuff but you know it was like uh sing out Louise sort of like I was like la, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying here I am really yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at me now I know, right yeah that's funny because yeah, you have such a big voice. It's funny. And you know what? But there's a lot of people that are, are great entertainers are actually personally very shy people. Uh, there's a lot of comedians come to mind, you know, like Steve Martin is kind of notorious for that. So like that's in you. But sometimes the school actually brings it out right in the training, brings it out of you. Right. And I still feel a little bit shy. You know, I would say I know networking is super important, but I'm kind of always like, I'm just going to 
sit back here. Yeah. Like if I go anywhere in public, you know, if I go to Kenny Davidson show or something, I'm just like, I'll just sit here and like admire people from afar. Like if they look in my direction, I'll wave. I'm, I'm still, yeah. it's kind of silly, but I'm still a little bit shy. I, I'm kind of like that too. Like I, yeah, yeah, there isn't a, there is a component to that where if you're in this business, you really have to be out kind of shaking hands and, and obviously, I'll, I mean, we're going to talk about that, but auditioning is a big uh, yeah. thing and being able to speak up and really stand out, which I know you had to do like in New York, probably, I mean, actually all of your life. Um, so that component is there. Do you think that like when you went to university, do you think that really helped you overcome a lot of that or it's still something you're dealing with? Um, I think, yes. I would say the biggest takeaway from my university experience was learning how to audition. Right. Just as that its own beast was um, I learned how to, to have my package and say, here is what I can give you. Right. Cause you can have an agent, but you standing there, you are your own, your own best agent and your own best sort of promotional person. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I think, yes, I would say yes. In terms of that sort of, I can present myself well, I hopefully, I think yeah, you do. <laughs> um, and feel confident in that, but I still get shy when I'm unrehearsed, you know, like now right. I feel like I've rehearsed auditioning so much that I know what, what's coming. Anything could happen here. And I don't know. You really like with that whole situation, um, you really have to kind of just do it right. There's really no other way. I mean, you could practice all day long, but when you're standing in front of a, a group of casting directors, it's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> It's true. It's yeah. Um, so when you finished, you finished school. Then did you did you uh, you ended up living or moving to New York? How, how did that happen? Uh, well, I went to school in Hartford, and pretty much everyone that I graduated with, well, in my conservatory program, everyone moved to New York. Yeah. It was just you sort of yeah, you sort of had to right. Um, and it was nice because New York is only an hour and forty five minutes mm -hmm. from my hometown, um, and in college I was three and a half hours away from them. Right. So um, it was nice because even though I was moving to the big city, uh, I was still like, well, I can just get on a bus and go home if I need, if I need to drive here quickly. So it wasn't, and, and I also had my entire support system. All of my friends were there with me. So I felt very lucky in, in that regard because some people just move to a big city all by themselves. Yes. And they might, they might be from Iowa or something you never know. And then having to deal with like, cause when you, when you're from Connecticut, Philly you're, or Philadelphia, you're kind of in that mix a little bit anyway, those, those cities are always, they're kind of in your vocabulary, right? The New York city. And did you go see shows there before you ever moved there or that kind of thing? Or? Oh, absolutely. Um, so yes, we went in um, probably twice a year, when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, so again, very lucky because even when I started college, I knew kids who had never seen a Broadway show. You know, right. Seen a Broadway show. They were going into music theater. They were going, you know, they had only seen a couple touring productions when they came through their hometown or, yeah. or what, whatever. Which is a lot different than seeing stuff on Broadway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of, it's usually the touring versions. So if people haven't seen shows like that, oftentimes it's sort of stripped down versions of Broadway, right? Even though they can be really good quality, but. Yes, they can be very good quality. Um, and they are the same show, but you have to tour with everything. So yeah. you have to keep that in, in mind. Yeah. And my brother's an actor too. He went to American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Pasadena. So I kind of, I'm pretty familiar. I actually used to play there in the house band. So I'm pretty familiar with that whole world. And I kind of grew up doing musicals. And 
that's such a fun world. Like, you know, we've, we've all kind of, that's so interwoven actually in the American experience. Like she even shows like Oklahoma or Annie Get Your Gun or songs that we all know. And we may not even know that they're from a musical or, you know, right. Wicked is a good example of that too. Right. Yeah, I mean, in the in the fifties and sixties, it was like all the songs on the radio were all songs that are from shows, and the people that sang them were were in the shows. That was they were the headliners. So yeah, and a lot of a lot of pop stars actually, especially now, it's even more common. You have a lot of pop stars going into shows. Like Donnie Osmond's a good example, and and I used to work with Bobby uh, Rydell. He he was in Bye Bye Birdie and. All those, you know, like just all that Donald O'Connor is another guy. Um, so when you moved to New York, so you were obviously a little bit familiar with that whole scene, but then doing your first auditions, how was that? Was that like a, a very a different experience or were you kind of prepared for it? How, how was that for you? I think I was very prepared. Um, I had been auditioning and I had done, you know, the summer stock thing. Right. So for anyone that doesn't know, when you're in college, in a theater school, it's pretty much every summer there are these audition conference type of things and you go to the conference and audition for 75 theaters at, in. So everybody can kind of see you in one place. And yeah. Yes. Kind of marathon the entire day going from callback room to callback room. And um, my entire summer career, like is going to be, is hinging on these 60 seconds that I have. That's, you know what that, but that's the real world in this. And the thing that we, we kind of, operate in or especially theater world like you've got to bring it if you can't bring it in the first 30 seconds or 60 seconds it's like next <laughs> yes. So. yes exactly I used to like in New York when you'd go into these calls where there are 350 girls that <laughs> look, look just like yeah they're you. all gorgeous they can all sing <laughs> everyone yes everyone has you know I used to pray like oh please can they just go through and cut people because <laughs> if you don't not me. I don't want to wait around all day. Right. And sing for yeah. You. But you never, you know, the thing, the thing about that, and I was just talking to somebody about that with the music thing is that oftentimes you do those auditions and maybe you don't get the role, but you know, six months later, um, they think of somebody, somebody, a role comes up and they think, what about that one girl or somebody you met at that audition? You're taking numbers, you're making new friends. Like they might recommend you. You never, you just never know. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've had that happen actually. Uh, a company that I worked for for years. Um, I auditioned for them one season. I think it was for a Christmas season and it was like such a cool audition. I went in two young guys and they were like, sing this. Okay. Now sing this. They like went through my book and I sang like, I don't know, five, six cuts of things from my, from my rep book. And, um, and they were really great. And they said at the end of the audition, like, will you please contact, like connect, let's connect on Facebook. I want to keep in touch with you. Mm. I said, great. I didn't end up getting that job. And then the next year, it was around kind of the time where they, I, I thought I had auditioned for them, but I hadn't been seeing any of their casting notices. Mm. I hadn't seen anything, hadn't seen that they were coming to New York. So I reached out on Facebook and I just said, hey, I'm just wondering if you guys are coming for auditions anytime soon. You know, I'd really love to work with you. And and they said, oh, actually, we're not coming into New York, but we do have one more role to fill. Can we Skype with you later today? Hmm. And I was like, "Okay." So me with all of my stuff on my back, my New York City, like backpack bag. I know know, know that story. (laughs) 
I was like, gotta run home and gotta look nice. And it was, you know, Zoom has really just blown up in the last year. But, um, you know, it was when doing a Skype audition was like weird. Like that to me, I was like, oh, what? You want a video at me? Okay. Um, So, and then I I booked that job and I worked for them for years. Well, the thing is too, is like, you know, when when people like that, um, especially people that are busy, they even though they're auditioning for one show, they may have four of the shows in in the pipeline. And they're, so they're looking for people for all those shows. They're not going to tell you that, but they're making mental notes like, oh, she's good. Remember her. Like, you know, I mean, that's, and that's sort of like, that's also the reason why we were just talking about my other gentleman earlier today. Like, always be nice and be patient because you never know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. Yes. Always be nice. Yeah. Even if you don't get that role, like, you know, you want them to remember you in a good way, not in a bad way. <laughs> like, yeah. Not like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> you know? Um, so tell me, what was the first role you landed in New York when, when, when you got there? Uh, well, to be honest, most of the auditioning that I did in New York took me outside the city. Right. So you're doing a lot of tour- regional touring. and Do, Yes. Doing a lot of regional stuff. But what I did do in New York was right after my first cruise ship contract, I decided I'm staying here. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> if you're not in town, people don't think about you, right? Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. LA, same same thing. It, yeah, so so I was like, you know what? I was at sea for seven months, and now I want to be in New York. I I want to stay here. Mm-hmm. So I set out to only audition for things that were in New York, right. and I ended up getting cast in a show called Girls' Night the Musical. Oh wow, okay, that sounds intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> It, uh, this was 2012 that I got cast in that show and I'm not kidding you. I just was on a call with them two days ago. I've been working for them since 2012. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) So that show was an, it had an off Broadway run and it also toured the country. Can you explain, you know, because we hear that term a lot, off-Broadway. Explain what that is because a lot of shows will develop off-Broadway and then take them to Broadway, right? That's a big sure. a big development ground for shows. Yeah. There are there are actually different levels and I think technically Girls Night was off off Broadway. It has to do with the number of seats okay. that the house has. So if you're in New York City and you're a theater and you have I think it's like under 99 or under 100, right. they qualify that as off off Broadway and then off Broadway would be a hundred seats up to whatever. So it's the, it's the size of the show. It's the type of the show. It's it's also where they intend to have the show go. I mean, I guess a lot of them would like to end up on Broadway, but a lot of them aren't really set up even for that, right? Right. A lot of them are just small. So it could start at, a, like, there are Broadway shows that workshop. Usually a big Broadway show, though, I think workshops, like, somewhere else right chicago la yeah they'll, they'll, they'll do like um but even even though chicago is a major market but i've heard that too like a lot of them will start in chicago these are kind of second markets get the show solid do the tweaks because they all they never they start out i mean even with the cirque thing like they start out at a certain idea doesn't always work or they get into certain theater it doesn't work in that theater so they have to kind no. of tweak it as we know <laughs> it's, it was the whole friends experience here kind of oh my gosh you know. we have to talk about that yeah oh, yeah we great. will yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so you're doing lots of regional theater and then all, and all that kind of thing. And then when did you when did you move to Vegas or how did that happen? So I actually don't know if they know this. Maybe they will listen to your podcast. <laughs> but I 
I was on tour with Girls Night. We were in Jacksonville, Florida, and we shared a theater with the show Elvis Lives. Okay. So they were a show based out of Las Vegas. Right. Yeah. And they had five or so different Elvises. That the different, different eras. All, yeah, right. all the different Elvis eras. And then they had four uh, backup vocalists okay. and dancers, two male and two female. And they were really fun. They they like came to, they were, the two theaters were kind of next to each other, oh, okay. a big one and a small one. Right. So Girls Night was in the small one, Elvis was in the big one. And they came over during their intermission, we shared the backstage. So they came over and like watched our show from backstage. Oh, we went over watched their show during our intermission. Right. So we kind of became close because we were there for, I don't know, five nights or something like that. We went out with them after the shows one night and the two male backup singers, Milo and Julian. Hi guys. Yeah. I know, um, I know a lot of those guys. I played with a lot of the yeah. I played with a lot of the officers. <laughs> anyway, that's a different story. Anyway. <laughs> Um, they were like, you should consider moving to Vegas because you would do so well here with your, the, your vocal style. And, you know, if, if that's something you want to do, you should, you should just move out here. Right. Maybe I should, I, I, I should do and that. It's, it's funny with that because I mean, way back when, not so much now, but way back when the whole like Vegas thing, especially if you're a New York actor from New York, would be like, oh, Vegas. <laughs> but there's actually a lot of New York Broadway folks. I mean, they, even like shows like Magic Mike Live that's here. There's a lot of people from New York now that are working in town, right? So like that that sort of stigma has has oh, gone yeah. away. Plus it's, it's work. <laughs> so It's work. I was sort of getting to the point in my life where I wanted to be somewhere that I could see spending the rest of my life. It was hard to picture in New York being able to live there comfortably the way that I in my life without marrying a millionaire or, you know, and I wasn't, I wasn't dating millionaires. So I, I wasn't finding them. They weren't gravitating. I'm sure they noticed me. you, but yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Even <laughs> that, cause the thing is in New York, you can make a hundred grand a year and be poor. <laughs> so, yeah. yes. you know, and uh, yeah, that's, um, that's, that was kind of the thing in LA too. That's why I moved out here way back when, because I could come out here and work all the time. Cost of living was literally a third of what it was in LA. Um, and then like, yeah, then there's lots of shows, especially for you, because you're kind of a, a multiple threat. You can sing, you can dance, you can do the whole deal. And that's always valuable, no matter where you're living. Right. Um, so I just sort of thought, oh, well, I'm going to try that out. And uh, I thought my parents were going to freak. <laughs> I thought they would be like, you're moving across the country, yeah. you know, because like I said, I was two hours away from them. Right. Um, yeah. And you're, you're and, the little girl, even though you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I know. I know that story. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I approached them and I was like, hey, listen, I've done a lot of research and I'm pretty sure that I want to move to Las Vegas. And this is why. And they both were like, wow, that sounds like a great idea which was very surprising, but they, um, I mean, my parents are amazing and have been so supportive of everything that I do, right. but they were very much like, yeah, you should go, go do that. 
It's awesome. I mean, it's nice to, you know, in the art, the arts is tough. I mean, most parents, especially if they have like a regular job, you know, trying to explain to them that, yeah, I want to be an actor and a musician and blah, blah, blah. They go, oh, okay, well, <laughs> I have fun with that for now, but then go get a regular job down the road. So. Right. I mean, I know a lot of, a lot of my friends, a lot of people I went to college with, their parents were in, uh, you know, involved in the arts, involved in music. My right. parents are like, where did you come from? Kind of thing. Yeah, like, my, 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 my dad was like a welder. How old are you? And where, where did you get this? That's um. <laughs> yeah, cool. I mean, you know, the thing is, like, I mean, I know that you've actually always stayed busy, and that's that's extremely rare for what we do. I mean, I'm, I've, I've been very fortunate with that myself. Um, but a lot of that, too, is like, I know. Yeah. But you've also, I mean, part of what you do and which we're going to talk about is also doing your own show and putting that together and, and staying active. Um, a lot of people like will sit around and wait for the phone to ring. You, you just can't do that these days, right? Exactly. That was something I actually learned really quick here in Las Vegas uh, was that if you want to work, you can. Mm. And it's it's not, I, I didn't feel that way in New York. Maybe it is that way, but it wasn't something that I experienced. It was like, if you want to work, you need to go find someone who will give you the money to be able to do something. Right. Here in Las Vegas... If you want to work, just put the work in and you can have a job. Like someone will hire you. Yeah, there's opportunities. And how, how did you originally audition for for Friends? I <laughs> Well, I should say we had a, we had another girl that was great, but they but she wasn't right for the for the vocal part. There was a thing. So you kind of came in a little bit later than than the, the other cast, right? No, actually. Maybe wrong. <laughs> I was cast I <laughs> let me correct okay, you. That's fine. I was um I was originally cast in the in the original Las Vegas cast of Friends. I was cast as the female swing. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Um so I did I went in and I started rehearsals with uh, with everyone at the same time. Um, yeah, there was just a, the director came in after three, two or three weeks of rehearsal and wanted to make a change. And it was like, whoop, it was so fast. They called me at 1030 one night. Um, and they said, Hey, tomorrow, can you go on for Monica? The show hadn't even opened yet. Right. So of course, I was thinking, of course, the original cast, the cast is going to go and they're going to do, you know, a couple weeks before they need a swing to go in for them. So I, so you're like, I was just chilling, sitting back, like learning things slowly, kind of, you know, I just writing down everything, making sure, but also I'm learning three parts. So I'm learning all the three different harmonies to all the yeah. same song. And there is, and there is some seriously complicated and people think oh friends well, i'm like no there's some stuff there's a lot of killer vocals and <laughs> it's all original music and it's all five six part harmony yeah. so um that was a lot but i was i was just like well of course this is my job of course i have to say yes like uh, yeah. of course i'll be ready yeah. um and I did, I did have that entire day because we were still in previews. I did have that entire day of rehearsal with the cast and they were really, really great to me. Yeah, probably really nice people. Anything yeah. yeah. Anything I needed in that day, even though they were still in their rehearsal process, it was like, Aaron's getting thrown on stage. So, um, <laughs> yeah. well, I was actually, I was impressed. Cause I mean, that was kind of the same thing with us. We, we, we literally had four days notice before we got hired and sometimes that's the way it is, but it was a great book and really fun music. And, and, uh, Anthony, the musical director is great. He's from, he's also a New York guy. And, um, so yeah, that was fun. Like, and you know, that whole thing, like that sort of speaks to always be prepared because you never know when that phone call is coming. <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. kind of always be like ready and on your game, Yeah, which is something that. And be prepared to say yes, even though you may not be a hundred percent, like sort of like say yes to the figure it out. <laughs> that's also something that I learned here is that's something when we talk about swing it, we can talk about that, but yeah. that's something that with, with the swing it girls, every, every show is different because anytime somebody says, Hey, can you do this? I say, yes, we can. Of course we can. You want us to come sing for you. Right. And then you've got, and you have like several girls that are kind of working because not everybody's always available, but that's actually, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. And the friends thing is going to be coming back, but it's, it's been on hiatus because of the COVID situation as as all the other shows, but that's going to be at Paris when you guys reopen, right? Yes. It will come back to the Paris. Um, We actually, we only did, six shows we opened on the 9th and closed on the 14th of march last year at paris but we will um come back to the paris when yeah and and the show is doing really well and actually and it's a really fun show so i I definitely would encourage everybody to to go check that out when it reopens um and that's uh the original producers writers they're all new york guys and it's it's a very smart show They've been known for doing these parody shows that are great. (laughs) They're very well versed in parody. And yes, Friends Musical Parody is a great show. Uh, The cast is fantastic. It's really fun. If you are a Friends fan, it's something you'll want to see. Yeah, for sure. So (laughs) the Swing It Girls, how did that come about? And and so that's kind of a vintage retro swing trio, basically. I guess that would be the best way to explain it. It's a vintage vocal trio. That's what it is. It's uh, we, we sing anywhere from the 1930s to 1960s and sometimes even beyond that. Um, but in the sort of tight three-part harmony, sort of Andrew Sisters-esque mm-hmm. style. Yeah, and lots of amazing singers. Yes, I have a lot of amazing girls. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you have three principles and you have swings because like I said, like oftentimes everybody that's working with you are also gen- tend to be very busy. Um, how do you keep fresh on the vocals? Because a lot of that stuff is hard. <laughs> hard to it, say. It is hard and we keep adding more. Right. So the girls are really great about they keep things up on their own. They um, they rehearse. Yeah. We'll, we'll have rehearsals for when we have shows, but I try to get them sort of the set list for whatever show is upcoming. I try to get them those set lists in advance so they if they do have anything that they need to brush up on or they need help with mm-hmm. they can come to me um who does the arranging for the vocals is that primarily you or do you guys work it out together yeah no i pretty much do it all on my own we have a few songs um like we have a version of dream a little dream of me that one of our girls bridget she did the arrangement I love, for that yeah, i love bridget <laughs> she's, yeah. she's one of my photo models she's such a, such a i know you post amazing pictures of she's her she's a sweetheart yeah um but for the most part i've done pretty much all of our arrangements there are a few that we were able to find sort of yeah and then the andrew sisters and that kind of stuff that's very that people know you really have to kind of stick to what they did right if you do something too weird it's if you do something too weird then they're like (laughs) yes um and that's i think for for most of the the songs from that era, if they're coming to see the show, they want to be taken. They want back that experience. And, yeah. Yeah. So there are some, you know, like postmodern jukebox does things mm-hmm. where they're, you know, they take more modern tunes and they put a twist on them. Right. Um, we do a tiny bit of that, but we stick more to 
the real nostalgia. Much, I mean, there's really, we were talking about that. Like there's actually from that genre, the three girl thing, there's a lot you can, you can pick from all of the 50s stuff. Um, obviously Andrew's sisters, the, and I, what I like about it too, is not only that you guys have kind of have the whole package because you do the choreography, you have great costuming. Um, and I know you've been really integral in that. And, and I love your organization because I've actually, well, I played with you and, and done rehearsals with you and you're very organized which is, oh, thank you. well, yeah, and that, and that, I mean, like, that's a great thing because as a musician, as a musician these days, it's actually very rare to get rehearsals. <laughs> a lot of times it's just, they throw you on stage, like go. <laughs> so Right. That's a little bit of the, you know, if, if we were one singer or, you know, one singer with a band, I feel like it would be a little easier to do go with the flow. Cause I've done that sort of a thing where you pretty much don't have any rehearsal. You just get the tracks and you're like, here you go. This is what you're singing, learn it. And then you'll do it with the band with the three of us together. It just becomes the, a little bit harder. Yeah. Yeah. You really can't, you really can't fake those harmonies. <laughs> you really can't because it's choreographed. So if we don't have a rehearsal with the band and they skip the dance break, then all three of us have to have this share a brain basically right. and go, okay, well now we're going to do this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what you're, what you're great at, I think, but yeah, a lot of that stuff can be avoided by just being prepared. And, and I mean, that's part of the thing. Like if you want a quality thing, you've got to do the, you got to do the legwork, which I know you're really good at doing. I am trying and I have learned so much. It feels amazing for you to say that you think I'm organized from a musician's standpoint. Oh, no, yeah. Because no, because you have charts and you have that. I mean, that that's, I'll tell you what, like these days, and I mean, I know you've experienced this too, but like a lot of gigs, like they'll just call me up. They send me a song list and like, let's go. And I was just talking to somebody about that. I just did a rehearsal for the show we did a couple of days ago in California. I'm like, this is the first time I've been playing with them for two years. That was the first rehearsal we had actually ever done. <laughs> And I'm like, can we talk about the count in on that one song? Because, <laughs> you know, like you have to end with, like you said, with the three girls and sometimes you're using horns. Mm -hmm. You got to really like know. So you guys aren't up on stage running into each other. <laughs> what's what's going on, right? <laughs> Is that what we started? Exactly, yeah. How do we count this in again? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's important. But uh, what, what's your what's your uh, advice for for people that want to get into doing what you're doing, which is singing, acting, uh, maybe, maybe even being like the show creator producer? I think my biggest advice has to be just believe in yourself and know that you can do it. And if you aren't perfect at it right away, that's okay. Right. Because I have been doing this for years now. I mean, Swing It started, the, the idea started in 2011. Yeah. So we're 10 years into this thing and I still learn something every day. Yeah. Every day about- And you think also to building a team, right? Building the right team. Yeah, building a team. And that's, that's important too, is that, you know, you can have crazy talented people who don't want to help or don't, you know, aren't, aren't interested in coming to rehearsal right. or stuff like that. I mean, my, my swing it girls are amazing. A huge shout out to them because, um, you know, I'm just one person and we still we're doing great, but swing it as a company doesn't make a ton of money yet. Right. So sometimes when I ask them like, Hey, are you willing to do this photo shoot? You know, are you willing to do this video shoot? Are you willing to do this? If they're available, if they're not, you just did Monday's dark here in Vegas, which was great. We did. Yeah. 
And that's another thing is they're always down to do benefits. Awesome. I mean, we, we did Monday's Dark, which um, this week benefited Climb Veterans Fund, which we were so ha- happy to, to be included in that, especially sure. because that is a cause that's really close to to our hearts and close to what we do. You know, we do a lot of work with pinups on tour, right. which they're all about. The kind of the USO um, thing and that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Free entertainment for veterans is their thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was amazing. But yeah, anytime, anytime I have a request to do a benefit concert, I know that if they are available, if they have the time to do it, that they are gung ho about yeah, and it. You guys actually, you just did the NASCAR You've been doing a lot of the the national anthem stuff. So how was that? The NASCAR event here in Las Vegas. NASCAR was so cool. Yeah, that's a crazy huge place, right? <laughs> it's so big. Now we've done the national anthem for lots of lots of events, um, but we went in there. I, I, of course, I I knew that we were going to be at the speedway. We were going to be down there, but just like we got escorted in a van, right? So they come yeah. and they pick us up and we go in the van and we're just drive and we just drive through this tunnel and then just boom, you're in, you're on the track yeah. in the middle of the speedway with all those. And for those, for those people that don't know, they've actually, they have the, um, is it Las Vegas International Speedway? But it's a full Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Motor Speedway, right. So it's actually a full NASCAR track and they have a NASCAR race here every year. I guess it's in March, right? Um, and uh, I think Two, actually. Oh, there's, there's two. one in March and one in September. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Because I've done one of those too. But yeah, that's so that's awesome. Like to be able to do stuff like that is is just it's, most people don't get a chance to do that, right? <laughs> so and just to sort of hear like your name over the you know that yeah. that you're about the to swing sing. it, girls, girls, girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'll simulate. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, um, yeah, that was a really cool experience. And I actually, that came from, uh, one of the producers of friends, oh. he reached out and said, Hey, would you guys want to do this? Right. So that was, yeah. And those cool. guys are great guys. That, that's a, that's another great team. And they've had, they've had several shows here in Vegas that have been running for like over 20 years. Yeah. Like real, they real, have a ton. Yeah. Real nice people. Um, Cool. Thank you so much for joining me. Like, I, I, we, I mean, we have a lot we could talk about, and maybe we'll do another one of these, even maybe with you and the and the, the girls, and have you sing some stuff for me. Sure. Um, because I, I love what you do, and and I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of yours, especially when I first met you on Friends and and heard what you did singing and and just coming in and and killing that role. It was like it was very impressive. And we actually all the guys at the band were like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Um, I mean, I think what you do is amazing. And I just want to really shout out to you um, because you are one of the most supportive people, the presences in, Mm. in Las Vegas, in this, uh, you know, music community here, I'm constantly seeing you uh, support other people, shout out other people. And I just think that's so great. I feel like I talk about learning all the time. I feel like I learn a lot from you because I'm just like, wow, you know, you don't, you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be super competitive and it shouldn't be, it should be a supportive environment. Yeah, Because we're all all living a similar story. You know, we're just, you're trying to make a living and survive and and enjoy what you do, which is, I mean, if we wanted to have a day job, we could go do that. (laughs) Probably all make a lot more money, but, but yeah, this is more, it's more like a, I always say it's more like a calling. It's not really a job. If if you view it just as a job, you probably aren't going to last that long doing it, you know? That's true. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. Thank you so much. And how can people find you online? What's the easiest way for them to, to find you and talk with you? 
the best way to reach me is probably through the Swing It Girls. So we are uh, Swing It Girls official on Instagram and Swing It Girls on Facebook. And you can email me at swingitgirls at gmail.com. That's how... But that's it. All goes to me. Okay. So, if you, even if you don't want to talk about the Swing It Girls, yeah. you can just say, "Aaron, tell me more about Friends," and that so I if will. You email Aaron. Be nice, so we'll find you. <laughs> okay. uh, awesome. All right. Well, cool. Thank you so much, and uh, everybody, kind of keep a lookout. Um, we, once things get rolling again, I know you're going to get busy with Friends, and and you guys will be doing more shows. Um, hopefully, I'll be joining you on some of those. That'll, that'll be awesome. And yes. uh, yeah, cool. So, and then we're going to have put all your links also on the uh, podcast description. Um, and the podcast is on all major podcast outlets, um, iHeartRadio, um, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. And also on our global music pages, Music Crowns and Bass and Guitar Love. So we appreciate everybody joining us. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us. And please consider subscribing to our podcast and follow us on our social media pages for guest announcements.